The power generator has warned the government against the development of the large-scale Lake Onslow scheme in central Otago, which will provide some battery backup in dry years. Chair Rob McDonald has told shareholders at Contact's annual meeting this morning it will cost an estimated $42 billion to reach 100% renewable energy across all generation, transmission and distribution assets. And that's according to an independent report by Boston Consulting Group. He says Contact will play its part in the development, but the government must carefully consider how its potential interventions will impact investment in new generation, such as the Lake Onslow scheme. While the government's Evaluation of Lake Onslow is at early stages and ongoing. Onslow is a high-risk and expensive option to address the final few percent of renewable generation when compared to other opportunities to decarbonise New Zealand. It is a less-than-ideal location and we fear its cost is vastly understated. Rob McDonald says Contact fears the Long Lake Onslow's project will have a chilling effect on the necessary investment pipeline if it proceeds, adding that even much smaller projects have faced significant cost overruns and delay. Big box retail and supermarket property company F Investor Store has reported a bottom line first half loss as the value of its portfolio dropped nearly $43 million. The net loss for the half-year ended September is $27.7 million versus a near $57 million a year earlier. Despite the drop in valuation, the company's underlying profit is up 15% to 17.7% with steady rental growth. Revenue rose 8% to just over $30 million. Investor manager Philip Littlewood says the result is what could be expected given the overall downturn in the property sector a sign of some of the changing dynamics of, of the broader economy. But look, that being said, we've been very conservative in our approach to gearing and debt levels with the company. Our loan-to-value ratio for that measure is 32.6%, you know, around a third of the value of the properties, um, which we think is very low and conservative. And the other piece probably that's relevant, we have a lot of hedging uh, for our interest rate exposure. So over 90% of our interest rates are currently hedged um, and actually 70% over the next five years. So we have quite a lot of cover. Philip Littlewood says, says investors' portfolio is resilient to the overall market downturn with a high concentration of tenants catering to the everyday needs of customers. Napier Port says it has had a highly successful year with significant progress on its strategic goals. It's posted a net profit of $20.4 million for the year ended September, down $2.8 million on the previous year. The underlying net profit was $18.6 million, down from $22 million. Revenue is up 4.6% to $114.5 million. The chief executive, Todd Dawson, says it's a solid result given the global economic environment. The impact that that's happening, having on uh, costs in particular and, um, and equally on the on the supply chain uh, that we've we've seen, well, really over the last couple of years, uh, that pressure continuing uh, within the supply chain. So, you know, overall, not a, not a bad result given all those things in the in the operating environment we've had this year with weather and labour um, availability, particularly for our cargo owners, being somewhat constrained. Todd Dawson says he's cautionally optimistic about the outlook, and there's no room for complacency in the current economic environment. New Zealand is lagging well behind its key trading partners in getting its sustainability reporting up to standard. 
The business consultancy KPMG ranks New Zealand at an underwhelming 38th place in a list of 58 countries when it comes to the sustainability reporting of the top 100 companies in the country. KPMG New Zealand partner Ian Proudfoot says companies have been biding their time over the past two years, waiting for regulations, rather than taking the opportunity to get ahead of the pack. The key regulation we've been waiting for in New Zealand has been the new climate reporting standards, which are due to take effect on the 1st of January next year. And we've known those standards are coming for about the last two years. And I think what we've seen is many companies have made the decision to wait for the standards to come rather than starting to report. And you know, even when the standards arrive on the 1st of January, most companies won't be re- releasing their first climate disclosure statements until the middle of 2024. Ian Proudfoot says firms need to recognise the cost of waiting around in terms of the ability to attract quality investment and staff. Time now for the latest from the markets, and we're joined by Morgan Borrett from Hobson Wealth. Uh, good afternoon, Morgan. What's happening out there on the New Zealand market? Well, good afternoon, Andrew, and thank you very much for having me on. Uh, we have some green on the screen today after this morning's session and the positive session we saw in the US overnight. Uh, the NZX50 is currently up around 40 points, or just under 0.4% and trading at 11,282 points. Uh, most of the heavyweights are up today. Fisher & Paykel Healthcare up around 1.5%, trading at $19.89. Infratil uh, for a second session after its interim results released yesterday, up around 1% and trading at 8.52. Uh, Spark up around three quarters of a percent and trading at $5.10. And then outside of those guys, we have KMD Brands, Kathmandu, up around 6% and trading at $1.11 after a very strong trading update this morning. How's it looking across the Tasman? Uh, yep, so the ASX 200 has opened up in the red, down around 20 points or just under 0.3% and is trading at 7,122 points. Uh, sector-wise, pretty mixed on the open, but rare earth miners seem to be leading today after finding some support after yesterday's pullback. The, the latest on the New Zealand dollar? Yep, so the US dollar weakening path seems to have moderated over the last couple of days and the Kiwi's held pretty stable against major trading partners. Um, the Kiwi now buys spot 6158 USD, uh, spot 9109 AUD and 85.6 Japanese yen. Interest rates, oil and gold. Yep, so our New Zealand three-month bank bills are currently returning 4.18% and our 10-year government bonds are currently giving back 4.22%. Uh, West Texas Intermediate is currently trading at $87.45 US cents a barrel and Spot Gold is trading at $1,778.80 US cents an ounce. Thank you, Morgan Barrett from Hobson Wealth. And in other news, KMD Brands says it's had a strong first quarter sales and profit growth across all its brands. The company, which owns Kathmandu, Obos and Riptide Brands, says its first quarter group sales at the end of October are 62% up on the year earlier. And that's in the absence of last year's Australasian lockdowns and a return to more normal trading. First quarter underlying profits up nearly $30 million on the year earlier. The company says it's cautiously cautiously optimistic about the outlook, with the potential of high inflation and rising interest rates impacting consumer sentiment in its key global markets. It says the first half-year results are dependent on Black Friday sales, as well as upcoming Christmas retail trading periods. And the hospitality sector says it won't be easy to get a fair pay agreement between workers and employers. The Fair Pay Agreements Act has now been passed and applications to initiate bargaining can be made from the start of December. 
Hospitality New Zealand Chief Executive Julie White says any agreement will need to cover thousands of different jobs in 17,000 businesses operating in vastly different uh, formats, from accommodation to nightclubs and specialty interests. She says coming up with a single agreement covering thousands of different work situations will be scarily complex.